Welcome to Rock Talks, a podcast designed to create community through conversation. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. This is our sixth episode of Rock Talks, and I really hope that it's been a blessing for you guys. I know for me, doing these things and, and meeting people and talking about uh, their lives and just going a little bit deeper in these relationships, uh, I've really appreciated it. Uh, with me today is actually Pastor Jonathan. Uh, Pastor John, you want to say hi real quick? Hello, hello. This is an honor to be here as a part of this Rock, Rock Talks. Yeah, we're glad that you've joined us. Um, this is the first time we're recording um, since the coronavirus hit Oregon and on the quarantine, all that stuff happening. And so um, last, the, our last episode, we had talked about Cannon Beach and, and our plans and Sabbath school. But obviously, all of those things are kind of up in the air at this point. Um, but uh, part of our, our intention and our goal right now, as we're all kind of separated in our homes or supposed to be separated in our homes, um, to, you know, further connections and create more opportunities for people to feel uh, connected to each other. It's, uh, we're going to be trying to release more of these episodes um, so that we can really feel that connection. So hopefully um, we can, we're shooting for two episodes a month now. And we're also working about uh, working on setting up these interviews and doing them through Skype and kind of remotely. So um, we want to do our part in social distancing and, and whatnot. So uh, we're excited for the future of Rock Talks and the direction it's going to, to take. Um, now, all of you guys have been affected by this quarantine, and I know that uh, it's been tough. And as a church, we've been, you know, working and talking in so many different ways and different meetings to talk about how we can continue to do ministry. Um, but real quick, I just wanted to ask Pastor Jonathan, um, you know, the youth have obviously been affected by this, but what are some of the things that you guys have done to um, kind of deal with this and, and still bring our youth group together? Yeah, I think uh, it was really important that when Ken and I talked about what we're going to do during this time of social quarantine. And again, it kind of took a while for it to hit us like, oh, shoot, like people really aren't going out and hanging out anymore. Um, so one of the main things we do is we're keeping Wednesday night small groups uh, and as close as possible to its current iteration. So I'll post um, the talk on Instagram and then I'll watch it together and then we'll have Zoom breakout sessions for our small groups. So we're keeping that same time on Wednesday nights. We've also implemented um, accountability partner system for high schoolers. Nice. So it's an upperclassman is paired up with an underclassman. <clears throat> and then they'll spend time uh, two times a week FaceTiming, catching up. Um, the only thing they, they have to go through are they have to spend time in prayer, spend time reading through scripture, and spend time catching up on the things that we've talked about in small group. For instance, um, we're talking about fasting and just catching up on how the fast has been going for them and just how their lives have been going so far. Um, and then lastly, we're trying to... Uh, it's a little ambitious. We'll see how this goes. But we have a, a virtual game night kind of planned out, seeing nice. through Zoom chat rooms and stuff, just to spice things up, just to see how it goes. I feel like this is a cool time to try stuff that we've never done before. And at this point, anything is better than nothing. I think some of the youth are starting to go a little crazy just staying at home all day. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's great. Um, how has the response been from the youth and in, in some of the things that you guys have been trying? Yeah, I think it's been going really well. Uh, we had our first online small groups this past week and you know follow back with all the the small group leaders seemed to go pretty well some technical difficulties for sure to figure out um, but once we got to figure it out i think people are really appreciative of just having something like this at all right everyone's kind of just socially quarantined by themselves so seeing other people's faces at the very least and just talking about life and church and and god i think has been really kind of a, a sigh of relief for a lot of people 
Yeah, very cool. Thank you, Pastor Jonathan, for your work and your ministry with our youth. I know it's like making a huge difference in their lives. So we really appreciate you. Thank you. Praise God. Um, a couple of announcements. Um, we're continuing our live stream services every Saturday at 12 p.m. Um, and we're consistently and constantly working on it to make it a better experience for everybody. And as we started last Friday, um, Friday night at 7 o'clock, we'll be doing Friday Night Live with Chris and John, uh, which I think our first one went really well. And so if you guys joined us and watched, we thank you and uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in for that. And we're going to continue to do that and provide more opportunities and experiences so that uh, we can grow during this time, even though it may be difficult and, and really new. So uh, you'll be hearing from our sponsor a little bit later in the interview, um, but I did want to take a, a quick moment to introduce our conversation today. And actually what's really cool is it's not hosted by uh, Ken or Pastor Jonathan or myself. Our interviewer is actually Sonia Shim, and she interviewed three ladies from our church and uh, they're going to be talking about their lives and their challenges, their role models and stuff like that. So it's going to be a great conversation. So here's Sonia and her interview with these three very special ladies from Rock Fellowship. Thanks, Pastor Chris. Uh, I feel super privileged to be able to host today's very special episode of Rock Talks. Um, today we have an all-women's panel and we just happen to be recording on International Women's Day, so I feel Ooh. like it's really appropriate yeah. and um, timely. Um, who knows when this episode is going to come out, but we're just um, gathered here together at my house today on this very special um, day that recognizes each and every one of us. So I just want to welcome Sumi Chang, Dana Yoon, and Amelia Kim to the round table. Welcome. Yay, thanks, <laughs> Thank you. For those of our members who may not be familiar with each of you, I came up with a little fun question to get us started, to kick us off. Oh, fantastic. Um, let's start with you, Sumi. <laughs> okay. My icebreaker question is, what is one thing most people don't know about you? Most people at church, um, I know. Or, I was or in like, general. In general, <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm so like an open book. I don't know. I am. Um, we don't know. I um, I love sales. <laughs> I think I think we know that, Sumi. Do you know that? Okay, I love people. You love a good deal. I love a good deal. Oh, you guys don't know this, but I used to be a major couponer. No oh. way. Yes. I would okay. We would Yumi and I, my twin sister and I, we would stock up on like Harper medicine, which none of us have. <laughs> oh my. And we would buy we would go to Walgreens and Rite Aid ev like we knew every one of them in Portland and Beaverton and Why? Sherwood. Why Harper? Because Anything. you got five bucks back for every box you bought. <laughs> oh my And gosh. it was free to buy it because we had a coupon. Oh we were major my coupons. Gosh. I remember this. You oh. even had like a little. We um, had a book. We had like a, a coupon file. Rolodex. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, and we would go, funny. or like 11.30 at night, we would go to Alberson to get veggie meat. <laughs> so you're already stocked up for the corona apocalypse. We are ready. You're I have good. toilet paper. Harper. I'm sorry, but I'm stocked up with toilet paper. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dana, what about you? What is one thing most people don't know about you? 
Um, so I usually answer this question by saying that most people don't know that I have a little brother. Mm. Um, everybody knows that I have a little sister, Stacy, who's mm-hmm. just a year and a half younger than me. But because Jonathan's so much younger, um, usually friends and uh, classmates and things have no idea that he even exists. But <laughs> I realized that I'm talking to Rock Fellowship today. Mm-hmm. And um, I was joking earlier that people probably know him better than they know me. So my interesting fact is going to be something um, a little less interesting, maybe, that I really like to play Ultimate Frisbee. And um, I even took a class on it in college because it was my favorite sport. Um, And I played on an intramural team all four years while I was there and we won multiple championships. You know, I just met a lady who actually competes ultimate Ultimate frisbee. frisbee. Yeah. Yeah. She came in to the store and said, hey, what shirt would be best? I said, what sport do you play? And she's like, ultimate frisbee. <laughs> and I was like, wow. oh, okay. <laughs> Here's a shirt. No, it's a lot oh, of Very fun. free movement, <laughs> you know. But Dana, are you part of a club? Where Where do you go to play? Oh, it was mostly when I was in um, college and in dental school when there was, you know, intramural mm. mural leagues mm-hmm, and things mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, I got recruited by like the team Whoa. that had won the league. Um my freshman year at PUC no and then I ended up playing with them for the four years I was there and so yeah, yeah we competitive. oh yeah yeah she's Aren't like she this lady's telling me this. she's competing yeah that's why I took the t- class because I, I wanted to like, know all the technical yeah. stuff too I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry I'm gonna suspend my judgment till this is over yeah Amelia know, your turn yeah. it's a, it's oh, a workout the lady uh-huh. said it was a workout I'm uh-huh. like you go like oh, no you go a lot yeah okay Amelia your turn I think one thing, I think some of my friends know this about me, mm-hmm. but I annually read Little Woman. I've been annually reading it really? since sixth grade. Really? <laughs> and oh, that's yeah, great. I read it every fall, and I, I don't know, I, I think that book, I genuinely think I could, I've memorized sections of it mm-hmm. at this point. I believe and it. And like my sixth grade year, I think I read it like three times. Wow, that's yeah. fantastic. Did you see the movie? Yeah, just came the out? new one? Yeah. I actually really liked it. Oh. And I've seen the older one too. Yeah. And the older yeah. one is yeah. awful. I can't wait. Yeah. Which one? The one with the Winona Ryder? Yeah, that's the one I saw. I love that one. I don't like that movie. <laughs> oh, so it's maybe this one will be better, song. Maybe. Yeah. I'll watch the new one. The I've been waiting one, for it to come me out. Me and my mom were in the theater. And we cried at the exact same time. <laughs> so I look over, she's like, why are you crying? And I was like, I don't know what. And then my sister was like on the other side. And she's like, God, that's so dumb. <laughs> like, that's a very female empowerment. It is. You're you know, so it's kind of a yeah. Yeah. Oh, that timely is probably... for, you know, the 2020 generation. Yeah, I love Makes that Makes a lot book. of sense. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, with that, we're going to take a quick break and hear a note from our sponsor. Hi, everyone. Rock Book Club is excited to partner with Rock Talks. If you're interested in joining us for great food and good conversation, we meet every other month and discuss a wide range of literary genre. Please contact me to get on the email thread. We'd love to have you join us. When I was putting this panel together, if you haven't noticed already, I tried to span... Um, the decades. Sorry, um, Sumi. Yeah. <laughs> you got no wisdom here. We want, girls. We no want wisdom here. experience and life um, 
lessons and the wisdom that you've garnered up until this point, we'd like for you to share that with us as a group, okay? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> Amelia, let's start with you. Okay. Growing up, what kind of female models did you have? Is there anyone who has had a heavy hand in shaping your worldview and ideas? Mm. Honestly, I think the first person who came to mind, other than my mom, this mm -hmm. question was my third and fourth grade teacher. Um, her name was Mrs. Spagna, and she was my teacher for both years, which like isn't normal for public school. And she was, I don't know, she was very, like I think, open about her beliefs and kind of translated it for like third and fourth graders. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the first place where I kind of learned like, oh, we should treat all people like equally and like learned about like, I don't know, like social issues in the in the most basic form. Mm -hmm. And also just, I don't know, someone who really believed in me from a very young age. I think that was really important to see and really important that she actually kept in touch with us after she left fourth grade year and she would like email us and we would like tell her about like how life was going or what we wanted to do in the future mm -hmm. and she really cared and I think seeing someone in that position of authority and also seeing someone who I thought was really smart and a woman was really important for me growing up. Okay so just the fact that she was so compassionate and obviously really intelligent yeah that really informed you as a fourth fifth grader that's awesome. What about you Dana? Um, I actually thought of another educator of mine as well. Mm -hmm. She was my eighth grade teacher, and I think um, her name was Rebecca Staley, and I think the reason that she did make such an impact was because um, we knew her at such a, like, fragile and delicate but really dramatic and uncertain um, point in your, I guess, maturity when you're going through adolescence and puberty and mm -hmm. you don't know what's going on um I think she had a really easy way of being simultaneously um direct and keeping it real and putting us in our place when we needed it but also being really tender and gentle um at the same time so I think that some of the lessons that she taught me you know were to understand you know what actually does matter what you don't need to take so seriously at a at a point in time when everything seems like it's the end of the world mm -hmm. so um and then besides her I think you know I my mom's kind of been the constant female role model and uh yeah. figure that's been obviously there throughout mm -hmm. um just as a working professional and a full-time mom I think that a lot of the aspirations that um I set for myself and have hopefully started to accomplish and achieve were largely um, either intentionally or, or unintentionally modeled after her. So, um, yeah, she was huge. Okay, cool. What about you, Sumi? Who's informed My worldview? Mm -hmm. I know. I was thinking about this question, and I was like, hmm. I would, f you know, say my mom because she was a working mom, pastor's wife, and she would get up like four or five o'clock in the morning and I would we would always hear her pray. And so that was very impactful. But as far as um, other people growing up, I don't think any teachers were that impactful. because <laughs> You know, I wasn't really into school. 
<laughs> and I didn't really, you know, this is back in the days when we don't think of like, who's a mentor. Those words never came up. Like, mm -hmm. who do you look up to? We were just trying to get through school. Mm -hmm. And so even in high school, I don't remember, I don't remember any female teachers really. Mm -hmm. Even in college, I had an English teacher. She was actually the first Korean uh, teacher I've had. And she was uh, my English teacher. She was so smart. And she must have been maybe five years older than me because mm -hmm. Yeah, because she was, she became a professor. Um, Fresh out of college. Yeah, so she cool. was so smart. Mm -hmm. I would like listen to her in class and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> uh, Koreans can, yeah. Korean, Korean Canadians, <laughs> they're like, and she didn't know any Korean. And so whoa. I was like, whoa, you could be really smart, you know, like really <laughs> get up there. Um, but as far as worldview, it didn't impact me in that way. Mm -hmm. But I think the, um, I would say when I lived in Idaho, I had a pastor's wife and she really oh, shaped the way I see the world and the way I was to raise my kids. Because mm -hmm. before then I didn't really care about like, you know, you, you learn to be kind to people because we're in church, mm -hmm. you know, um, to be loving like Jesus was and stuff, but that didn't really uh, play a significant role till I met my pastor's wife mm -hmm. who guided me in raising my kids mm -hmm. and what was important. And then when we moved to Portland, I had um, my girl's piano teacher. Oh. She, I think, really changed the way we, like my whole worldview, it really, really dra dramatically changed. and. She really helped me look through the Bible, open up the Bible, see what the word of God says that I had never had anyone. And I was 36 back then. And it's so strange that I've been in church the whole time and no one has taught me look in the Bible, the answers there. Mm -hmm. And so she really um, guided and changed the way I see God and uh, where to turn to if I need, if I have any questions. Yeah. And so um, she was fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. So what it sounds like from all three of you is uh, you really look up to these women who just kind of, you can't really pinpoint what it is about them in particular, but they just really shined a light. Yeah. When you you're know, just at that point out, when you, you know, need somebody, you know? Yeah. It's like, there, there was just the right something time. very special about them that really stuck out and it made an impression on you like yeah, hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. and I there's something different about them and it's something that I want to model in my own life and yeah and then you just and, and even the the piano teacher she was pretty conservative mm -hmm. but I took what I needed to take at that point in my life and use that in um in, in raising my kids, my relationship with my husband, it, I just took what I, what she, you know, was teaching me and used it and applied it to my life. And you, that's what's amazing about God. You know, when mm -hmm. we depend on him, he brings the right people at the right time yeah. mm -hmm. to you so that it, because we know this journey, we can't do it alone. Yeah. And so he brings the right people. Well, it's so. not even like you're seeking. Yeah you know, advice or inspiration or perspective either. It just, it kind of presents itself in through people or in ways that 
um, you may not even necessarily be intentionally looking for or asking for. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Okay. Yeah, when I think about the most powerful women in my life, obviously my mom sticks out. And it's really strange because we're just so different Mm -hmm. um, as people and the way we think and the way we uh, react and manage our lives. We're just so very different. Mm -hmm. But because God put her there in my life, I'm able to look at her and say, oh, she really, really leads with a very kind of spiritual and religious worldview whereas I've always led my life more humanistically Mm -hmm. so she really makes me kind of push and think like hmm how am I raising my kids and what am I doing to inform their decisions and I don't know I think it's it's okay to disagree but also kind of uh, garner lessons from each other exactly Mm -hmm. that's what I think you it's people are put into your life and you get to pick what you want mm-hmm. out of that relationship mm-hmm. you know and it doesn't have to be ex- you don't have to follow that person exactly their yeah. lifestyle but you just glean from them mm-hmm. um, what's best for you and you get a different perspective cool right. thanks for sharing you guys I feel like I feel a little bit more bonded now that we know <laughs> these intimate details about each other wow Sonia uh, thanks so much uh, for all the ladies uh, for your time for this interview Uh, That was awesome. Hopefully, uh, we'll have another kind of group, like, mass podcast interview like this in the future uh, with a couple of the dads and some of the guys. I'll be looking forward to that episode. Uh, But in the meantime, thank you, Sonia, so much for hosting this episode. Thank you, the listener, for, you know, giving us some of your time and and just really taking the time of your day just to listen and just to learn a little bit more about our church. But in the meantime, uh, I just want to thank you so much and hope to see you next time on our next episode of Rock Talks.